Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome back to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. My special guest is Tim Murray, the host of Vison's Live's new primetime show that airs from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time with Super Bowl champion quarterback Sean King. Tim's a big Notre Dame football fan, so why not bring him in to talk about this really interesting line between Notre Dame and Ohio State. Tim, great to be with you today. Thank you so much for your time. How are you today? I'm great, man. Yeah, like you said, uh, lived for the Irish, had my whole life. Dad went there, sister went there, spent uh, spent many uh, weekends growing up in uh, in South Bend. No no better place, uh, in my opinion, than, uh, than South Bend in the fall. So I uh, need to get back uh, up there. Uh, but fortunately for me, uh, I moved to Las Vegas, and a couple of years after that, the Irish come to Las Vegas. So I uh, can't complain <laughs> too much about that. <laughs> They're following you. It's a good thing. Hey, what's your excitement level with Marcus Freeman? Oh, I mean, my excitement level is really high. I mean, you know, and, and I know, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, what your listeners have thought. I've certainly kept tabs on, you know, message boards and whatnot and Twitter, which is never really a, a fair pulse. But, look, I was a big fan of Brian Kelly in the sense that he brought this program uh, back to where it was in the early 90s when I was a little kid, you know. And the majority of my life, Darren, I'll, I'll age myself here. I was born in 87. Uh, I remember 93. Uh, I remember beating Florida State. And then after that, as you well know, it's kind of been a rocky road. And then the stability that was brought in from Brian Kelly was great. I, I do think Marcus Freeman, in my opinion, was the right hire because it builds off of what was being built but I think with the enthusiasm that he brings into this program, I think it could bring him up to the next level. It's, it's a risk, right? He's never coached a game you know, in his career outside of the Fiesta Bowl. So there's certainly a risk. But my level is, is very high because at the end of the day, the name of the game, as, a, as you and your listeners know, is recruiting. And you got to bring in those big-time players. And I know the Keon Keeley decommitment was, uh, was an unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance. But as of right now, uh, according to 247 Sports, this is this would be still the best class uh, yep. since it, within the Brian Kelly era. So uh, enthusiasm very high with uh, with Marcus Freeman. Tim, it's really interesting. This summer, the Notre Dame Ohio State line was right around ten. In August, it started to jump up, and I believe as we record this interview right now, most people have. Notre Dame as a 17-point underdog at the Horseshoe against Ohio State. Now, since 2000, Notre Dame is 4-23 and as a double-digit underdog. One of the big wins was Manti Teo and the Irish going to Norman to beat Oklahoma in that magical 2012 season. Now, fortunately, they have not been a double-digit underdog that much the last few years outside of college football playoff games. What is your read right now on this line that – Apparently, a lot of money must be still coming in on Ohio State. There's a big belief they might be the national champion this year. Yeah, and I don't think this is, you know, I'm sure Notre Dame fans think this is, uh, you know, disrespectful to the Irish. I don't think it's that, in my opinion. Look, I 
believe that it is 1A and 1B. I think it is th- – I think this Ohio State team is that good. Uh, you know, there's questions on the defense, and anything can happen, as we saw last year with Ohio State losing to Oregon at home with Kayvon Thibodeau's sideline. So uh, that's kind of the blueprint, I think, uh, what Notre Dame could try to accomplish. But, look, everybody that I've talked to that I respect in this industry has is, is kind of laid it uh, with Ohio State, and that's why you've seen the number balloon up. You know, over the summer – Darren, there was a spot in town, uh, I believe it was William Hill, who posted a 10 and a half. And, mm. you know, I know a lot of people who quickly uh, laid that number. And it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, we'll see. I think the biggest thing is we don't know how, you know, Marcus Freeman is going to, um, you know, perform in, in big, big spots, right? I mean, we knew Brian Kelly, the thing about him was the consistency, you know, hadn't lost as a, when Notre Dame was a favorite. Uh, since the Stanford game in 2017, uh, but he couldn't maybe get over the hump. You know, is Marcus Freeman capable of uh, of, of game planning and getting this team to to exceed uh, expectations? We'll find out. Um, but yeah, my read is that you know, majority of people have been laying it uh, that are respected. That's why the number has moved uh, to where it's at. I think we're probably at the settling point, in my opinion. We saw some 17 and a halfs come out. Uh, those quickly, I think, got gobbled up by people uh, trying to what they call middle it. So, you know, if they get, you know, Notre Dame plus 17 and a half and Ohio State, let's say minus, you know, 14 or whatever it was earlier in the summer, uh, they're hoping that the game lands 31-24 and they could get win both sides of their bets. So I think that's probably where it ultimately lands in that 17, 17 and a half range. And unfortunately, uh, I just think that's that's probably the correct number uh, when it comes to when it comes to this game, not not an indictment on the Irish. It's more so uh, just how good and how well respected this Ohio State team is. Tim Murray, the host of Veasan's new primetime show, airing from six to nine p.m. Eastern time, joining me here on WSBT Radio. I get the sense, Tim, just my breakdown of the game. I think this is going to be a fairly high-scoring football game. I don't know if Ohio State's going to get into the 40s necessarily, but I think both teams are going to be able to put up some points. When you look at that 59 over-under number, what do you see? Yeah, we had a pretty well-respected uh, better in the college football space who I think Notre Dame fans have been a, a little angry with over the summer. His <laughs> uh, name's Brad Powers. Um, uh, but he came on my show and, and said he liked the over. Um, you know, I, I could – I could see it go both ways. So I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I, I, I let people know if I bet games, if I hadn't, uh, I have not bet anything on this game. Uh, I just, I, it's, you know, part of me is, is kind of, I don't bet on my, on, the, on my favorite team all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I just think the number is probably correct. And I have a hard time reading week one games too. Um, I, I could certainly see it. Marcus Freeman kind of alluded to it today in his press conference that you can't stop Ohio state. So, does that mean, Darren, that they're going to try to lean on an offensive line, you know, with Jared Patterson's questionable health, which is certainly an unfortunate circumstance. And I think another thing that leads into this line of where it's at, uh, do they try to run the ball a little bit more? Uh, they try to, to slow this pace down. Do they try to control it? That's, that's a curiosity I have. So that's why initially I thought, yeah, over 59 would probably be the play because Notre Dame knows they have to get up and go. Um, but I just, I don't know if that's, necessarily the blueprint to this game for the Irish and and for Ohio State I will say this though you're going to see explosive plays I mean that's what they do Ohio State they they get big time plays they have elite receivers and they're going to test that secondary Um, you know we'll see I think you know the biggest key for me 
is can the Irish get uh, consistent pressure on C.J. Stroud? And if they can, then I think they've got an opportunity to maybe make him have some mistakes. I mean, C.J. Stroud is really precise. Obviously, they got tons of weapons. So, I, you know, Al Washington and, and, and you know, uh, everybody there on the defensive side of the ball, Al Golden, you know, what are, what are they going to do to try to scheme it up to slow down, in my opinion, the best offense in the country? Tim, when you look at the win total for Notre Dame, I've been sitting all summer. I don't think they're any worse than nine and three. I'm not sure they're going to be much better than ten and two. I know the win totals kind of it looks like it's fluctuated just a little bit between eight and a half and nine and a half. What is your opinion on your expectation for Notre Dame football and maybe what their win total might be this year? Well, I think this year I really see a nine and three team coming. Um, and the question is, you know, do you, if you're going to bet it and if it's at nine, uh, do you foresee more likely than not they're 10 and two or more likely than not they're eight and four? I would lean to the latter. Uh, some questionable games, some toss up games, right? Clemson at home, elite offensive, or excuse me, defensive line in Clemson, but questions on the offense. Uh, Clemson will be coming off a bye week heading into that game while Notre Dame will have just played on the road at Syracuse. You got the final week of the season against USC. Certainly a toss-up there. Uh, I'm not as high as you, on USC as many are. Um, so I think Notre Dame certainly could go in there. But the ceiling of that USC team is, is certainly high. BYU is going to be a really tricky game here in Las Vegas. BYU brings back as much uh, continuity as really any team in the country uh, when you look at some of their returning production, both offensive, defensive. The entire coaching staff is still intact. So you know, BYU is certainly going to be a tricky game. Notre Dame does get the bye coming off of that. Uh, the UNC game, uh, we'll see. I was not impressed at all with UNC uh, in week zero. I think they're in trouble this weekend against Appalachian State, to be honest. Um, but I think they're 9-3 and three because I think ultimately what you have to remember when I look at this Notre Dame team and I try to be realistic is, look, Brian Kelly had sustained success at Grand Valley State, then Central Michigan, then Cincinnati. And when he came to Notre Dame, it was still kind of bumpy, right? The, the USF loss, the Tulsa loss, it mm-hmm. still kind of sticks in the mind. Now, this program obviously is in far better shape right now than it was when Brian Kelly took over, uh, you know, in 2010. So, but what Brian Kelly did, and as I think you know, is that he won the games he was supposed to win. Marcus Freeman, is he always going to have this team ready to go? You know, is there a spot where he could stub his toe, you know, whether it be at UNC, at Syracuse? you know, something like that. So uh, if it were eight and a half, I would probably play the over because I think it's more likely than not they're nine and three. If it's at nine, it's a complete stay away. Uh, if forced to play it, I'd probably lean under. Uh, but ultimately, Darren, if it's eight and a half, I probably would lean over because I think this yep. team is nine and three. I think they do ultimately get a win against USC, Clemson, and BYU. But then there's maybe a, a, a loss that we're not going to want to enjoy or want to see uh, on that schedule. How much fun are you having right now being a host on VEASAN, working with Sean? You have a highly successful show that's moved up in the time slot just a little bit. No, it's been great. You know, Sean and I, uh, we, we came together about a year ago. Uh, he walked into our studio just as a guest and uh, you know, let us know, hey, I'm moving to Las Vegas. And I immediately texted the higher ups. I said, we need to make sure we get this guy on staff. And uh, if he could work with me, that would be even better. And uh, fortunately, it all worked out. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We go back and forth. 
but, you know, it's, it's a great relationship because, you know, we could disagree, you know, I wouldn't say yell at each other, you know, kind of scoff at each other. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, we know it's we know it's on air. We're just having fun. Uh, he's got some interesting takes. He, he's really high on the Trojans, which uh, mm. I don't fully buy into right now. I think, you know, uh, I think someone o- over the summer said it best. They might be the most improved and also the most overrated team heading into 2022. But no, it's been a blast, absolute blast, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we're here to stay in this uh, in this time slot, and we'll keep on rolling. Two things: I think USC would be a great seven-on-seven team, but when you go eleven-on-eleven, <laughs> I just don't know if they have the grit up front on both sides of the football. So I'm I'm with you on that. And second, I don't know if there's anything any better than Sean has a parlay working in hockey, and two of the games are in shootouts. That might be as good a TV or reality TV that anybody can watch. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he likes to fire on his hockey. He calls himself Fuckstradamus, which uh, which was self earned. Uh, I I don't think anyone else gave that to him. But uh, you know, as a former NFL quarterback and a guy who finished top ten in the Heisman, you got to have a lot of confidence. So he definitely has that. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's funny, Darren. I've been saying that all summer. It's hey, if USC was seven on seven, they'd be really impressive. Yep. But we'll see what they have in the trenches. I think there could be some games that. Uh, jump up and bite them, whether it be at UCLA, obviously at Utah, uh, but maybe even going to Corvallis against Oregon State. Mm. We'll see. Uh, you know, they've got talent. There's no doubt. But uh, it's a, it's 11 on 11, like you mentioned. So we'll, we will see if the Trojans can uh, live up to very lofty expectations already. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. I thought this would be the perfect week to chat with a Notre Dame-Ohio State game with this number continuing to rise, getting the attention of Irish fans. Hey, continued success to you. I know you'll enjoy when Notre Dame's out in Vegas, but hopefully we'll see you at Notre Dame Stadium sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, let me know how I can help you guys when you come to town uh, here in, uh, in October, and, and I'd, I'd love to come back on next week and uh, be so wrong about what my expect from uh, from Saturday night. So I will happily come back with my tail between my legs. I'll be cheering for the Irish. I just uh, have low expectations for yeah. this showdown on Saturday night. Tim, I'll be chewing on the same hat. Don't worry. It won't be just <laughs> you. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Saturday. But, again, all the best to you. Thank you so much for the time, and we'll catch up with you down the road. All right, Darren. See you, man. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 